0: So I'm developing the skill to be able to recognize when you're smiling, even when you have masks on. And, you know, it really makes your eyes a whole lot more beautiful when you smile, doesn't it? And God smiles upon you as you're here, even when you've got masks on. He sees and he loves you. But, you know, today the Lord says if you have ears, make sure you hear So not only are your eyes smiling, but our ears are meant to be open, not just holding on our masks, but helping us to hear the most important thing. Because when we do, when we hear, and when we see, blessed are we because there is a fruitfulness that takes effect in any condition. Even in the midst of the crowds that Jesus is in, he finds a way socially distanced along the Sea of Galilee from a boat to be able to preach, and the people listen to his voice. Here we are, and the Lord is asking you, as his followers, as his disciples, on the shore, listening with ears that ought to hear, bear fruit. In John chapter 15, verse 8 Jesus says, this is how my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. This is an invitation for all of us who have heard the word, and now it's time to be able to allow it to come into our hearts. So I want to talk to you about fruitfulness today, and first to explore what is the difference between fruitfulness and success. There's a difference. And you might even say that fruitfulness might even go against what sometimes we think it means to be holy or humble or to serve. So we'll explore what fruitfulness is. Because the Lord wants you to bear forth a hundredfold, a sixtyfold, or a thirtyfold. Next, we should also look at the existence and presence of obstacles. That is just like in this parable today, there is rocky ground, there, is, there are thorns that choke out the word, so also in our midst there are thorns and rockiness and birds that want to come and take away the seed that is sown. So to be aware of what those things are, that are placed before us that work against fruitfulness. Lastly, we want to be able to explore what does fruitfulness look like during COVID precautions? How has it changed? As you get ready for the end of the summer or the fall semester, what is fruitfulness gonna look like for you, for the church? So that's a lot to go out after, but let's go for it. We're going to have a very, hopefully, fruitful homily. <laughs> okay. Not 100 minutes, or 60, or 30, but maybe 10. Okay. First of all, what is fruitfulness? You now you might think, well, to be fruitful means that you're going to have a lot of success. And, you know, that can sometimes, uh, doesn't it seem a little... Uh, counterintuitive sometimes to the Christian way. In fact, doesn't Jesus say to the apostles, you know, remember James and John? Hey, we want to sit one at your right and one at your left. They want attention. They kind of want success as being disciples. They want notoriety. And Jesus says, you don't even know what you're asking for. Can Can you drink the same cup that I'm going to drink? That line has a hint as to what fruitfulness means. In fact, Jesus says when he washes the feet, Amen, I say to you, if I, who am Master and Lord, wash the feet of my disciples, so also you must do. Love one another as I love you. So there is something very different than a worldly success or fame or acclaim that we're striving for. That fruitfulness may not always mean success. Fruitfulness may not always be measured by the effectiveness or efficiency that we normally measure things going well. This is important for us because sometimes we think okay if I'm just holy enough if I just put the lord directly in my life if I pray enough then everything is supposed to go well, right? Successfully. And if it doesn't go well maybe I'm doing something wrong. But fruitfulness is different than success. Perhaps the indication for us of what this means is is in John 15, this idea where Jesus says, "This this is my will, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. You see, fruitfulness is the measure by which we grow into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. And so fruitfulness for us comes from a complete reliance upon God. So much so that we have received this seed of his word, and that word becomes our identity. We begin to look like Jesus. We begin to sound like Jesus. And most importantly, we love like Jesus. To bear fruit means people will look at us and they will see Jesus. That is fruitfulness. And the way of Jesus is the way of the Paschal mystery. This is the meaning of that cup that James and John were challenged. Will you be able to drink from the cup that I drink, which is the cup of suffering? Will you be able to take up the cross and follow after me so that the pattern of love, which is the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus, May be realized not just in the Master and the Lord, but may also become lived out in the disciple, the follower, the learner who has watched his way of love and has now made it his or her own. Our fruitfulness is the measure by which we have the cross and the resurrection. That dynamic of transformation lived out in our life as a pattern of love. This is how Jesus wants us to bear much fruit. As much as what we do, we also experience joy. Jesus says, I have come that my joy might be in you and your joy might be complete. It's not the world's joy, it's Jesus' joy. And Jesus' joy makes our joy complete. And every other kind of worldly measure of success comes up wanting and lacking. And in fact, it frustrates true joy. It's the joy of Jesus, of the Word fully received, growing within us, bearing much fruit, that produces real joy. Okay but there's obstacles. There are thorns and birds. Father Paul Michael, you know, he moved in recently and uh, he put a bird feeder in the backyard with a lot of seed in it. And the birds come and obviously peck at this bird feeder and get the seed. They're supposed to do that. But then some of the seed falls to the ground and the birds come and get it. But there's also a squirrel. And the squirrel has managed to find a way into the tree and to do all sorts of contortionist postures to be able to hang from the branch over the bird feeder and upside down eat from the bird feeder, causing a lot more seed to fall to the ground. We've named him Benny because we named him on the feast day of St. Benedict. (laughs) All right. Just as there are things that maybe are not supposed to get the seed, sometimes get the seed, this can happen in us as well, that true fruitfulness can be stolen away. Sometimes we can receive some things and we can keep fruitfulness on a superficial level, which means that perhaps we have appreciated and, 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 and received on rocky ground We've emotionally been somewhat fulfilled by the proclamation of Christ, the forgiveness of sin, and we think this is great. But when it really comes to then taking up the cross, then we're like, okay, no, thank you. Or is, is the teaching of the church really right? Uh, because this is kind of hard. I, I don't really like this. And we begin to reject the seed because the word is too hard to truly grow or I haven't really gotten the roots down. So selfishness sinfulness. And the pressures of the world, worldly anxiety, the lure of riches, things that I think that I need, but I really only want, these things occupy us. They distract us. And that means that we're not able to allow the the word to take true effect, to be fully heard. It's like having... Muzzles, but on our ears, masks in the wrong place that are keeping us from hearing that word more fully. Some of us are experiencing this time right now as thorns stealing away our faith. Maybe you have experienced during this time increased fear. Anxiety, worry. Some of you got your class schedule last week, and you're like, "Oh, I don't have a lot of in-person classes," and you might be frustrated. You might be caused have anxiety in you. Maybe uh, we're worried about how how are we going to be able to fit everybody in this church when everybody comes back in the fall. What's going to happen? It could appear as though fruitfulness is being stolen away. So let's look at that. What does fruitfulness mean during COVID precautions and restrictions and mask wearing and social distancing and occupancy limits and online classes? What does fruitfulness mean? Well, remember that in the midst of any cross, the fruitfulness is born when we carry the cross and we do so with love. And we can do this in such a way that we glorify the Lord. Any way in which we strive for excellence, whether that is in study or whether it is in work, even in wearing a mask, that in doing so we can do so for the glory of God and the charity of others. In this, we bear much fruit because we are looking like Jesus even though we're wearing masks and staying six feet apart it may mean also that the vine has to be pruned a little bit what does that mean well you right now you know we don't know if a lot of sports are going to happen Hollywood's not filming we may or may not have football we don't know if so it's probably just in our conference we don't know We may not have the classes that we want. A lot of things aren't happening. And maybe even also in our church, some of the programs that we like and that we enjoy may not happen. Here's the thing God already knows, God already has a plan. And it's the seed that's fruitful not the sky, it's the seed that bears fruit. And so we can be very confident no matter what environment that God can call us to something even better. It may mean that our faith has to be pruned, refined, purified, that we have to cling to the Lord for more essential reasons. There may even be fewer of us. But it means that we have to be strengthened during this time. That God is preparing a way, even when it appears as though we are decreasing, that the Lord may increase in us and in the church. So, do not let your hearts be terrified. It is I, says the Lord even as he walks towards the disciples on a stormy sea, he says, peace, be still, take courage. I am with you. And so even during this time, we can trust Jesus. How will you evangelize? How are you going to bear a hundredfold? Notice that it goes a hundredfold 60-fold and then 30-fold. Why does it go that order? Because maybe sometimes more is not better. Sometimes 30-fold might be better than 100-fold. How will you evangelize that? It may mean that we have to do so with sacraments and friendship. Sacraments and friendship. To bear what is most essential to bring the proclamation of Jesus Christ, to invite people into a living encounter with him that is incarnate in each sacrament we celebrate, but also must become incarnate in you, in your character, in your loyalty, and the way in which you live in holy friendship with virtue and being able to image Jesus Christ to others as the body of Christ on earth. So these are the challenges of how we are to bear fruit in the weeks ahead and the months ahead. But do not be afraid, because it is Jesus, and you are the rich soil that he has chosen. Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and them.